0: So I just listened to about six hours of the Skinwalker Ranch episodes, and I heard you guys say such nice things about me afterwards, this is Danny, by the way, that I'm leaving you a message. I've never done this, but I just wanted to let you know how awesome your show is. So uh, Jeremy and Jake and Wes and Kenzar, you guys absolutely, totally, without a doubt, rock. Thanks for such great work, and uh, I plan on keep listening as long as you guys keep putting the cool stuff out that you keep doing. So thanks for everything, and I can't wait for the next episode. Bye.
1: It's a damp, misty morning, but it's the perfect time to go set out on the water. You gather your gear and head out to the boat. No better time than now to enjoy a thermos of tea, the view, and do some fishing. Maybe even read a book. Time flies by as you sit there enjoying the quiet. You're the only person out on the water right now, which seems to bring you much more peace. As you look out onto the water, you see something that seems very strange. A moment ago, the water was still. Now there seems to be some waves or ripples on the surface. Suddenly, you see what looks like to be some kind of monster. I mean, you are out on Loch Ness after all. Today we're going deep into the waters of Loch Ness, discussing the legend of the monster that is said to lurk beneath. Welcome back to Infinite Rabbit Hole.
2: back tea while fishing what are you a
1: communist (laughs) well i was trying to get in the feel of scotland and everything you know they drink their tea over there they also drink whiskey yeah that's true first thing in the morning though this this is a civilized person
2: and i'm sure you could find a couple of them that smoke crack there you are
0: (laughs) smoking crack Anyways, (laughs) Dropping Anyways, <laughs> welcome
1: back to Infinite Rabbit Hole, everybody.
0: <laughs> Dropping a rock and a line.
1: <laughs> uh, well, okay. Welcome back to Infinite Rabbit Hole, everybody. I'm your host today. I am Kenzar. Uh, let's just jump right into it and bring in the other guys here. Let's start with Jeff. How you doing, Jeff?
3: I am doing fantastic, everybody. Thank you, Kenzar. Uh, I apologize for my shitty background. I'm in the process of moving things around, so this is what you get.
1: I'm ready. Is what it is, I guess. Next, let's bring in Jeremy. How you doing?
0: I am doing wonderful. I do not have a fan behind me. I have a fan above me, like normal people. Um, <laughs> I'd also like to point out that Jeff missed a great episode. Last episode where we talked to Rizwan about simulation theory. I feel like he should have been there, but Riz uh, may or may not be back. We'll see. There you go. Yeah, other than that, everything's golden.
3: Well, it's all right. We already did one simulation episode and everybody
0: already heard my opinions on it. So I don't know, man. This guy, he had some pretty good stuff. I'll just bring him on my show. No, you have to (laughs) talk to him
3: here.
1: Whatever, okay bro. okay no fighting you two settle down okay last but not least jacob sorry man i have too many j's to pick from
0: Sorry, right. he has the least facial hair
2: you had to pick on yeah but Katty, he's looking kathy looking jeff first snazzy with
1: that uh snazzy with that mustache
2: yeah, yeah, I've actually got the shill hat sitting over here, so the second that something starts sounding a little bit too, like, agreeable for me, I'm just going to slap it on. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Now, I'm I'm uh, happy to be here. Just um, want to hear what you got to say about Loch Ness Monster. My wife shot me a text earlier and said, good luck talking about this that made-up amphibious nonsense. And I... <laughs> I almost divorced her. I got that close. Those no, are strong saying, words. That's, yeah, Very that's... like
3: scientific and and thought out. You know, yeah.
2: Which means that she wow. probably believes that. Which is garbage. you wouldn't divorce her. No, not no, that. I wouldn't. No, not for that. No, almost though. Almost, I got close.
1: There, there's the line of divorce, and that's right, right there. Oh, but yep. not, not quite. There's not still quite. like a toe that now. We have if she to says that Bigfoot's
2: not real, that's it. That's, that's, that's,
1: that's that. It. That's that foot over the line. There Definite you go. Separation ah. at
2: least. That's <laughs> a big foot over that's the it. line. And I'm taking Whoa. I'm taking half of her money if that goes <laughs> down. Yeah, I like that.
1: There you go.
3: Very top G of you. I'm I'm
1: agreeable.
3: <laughs> I'm actually excited about Loch Ness because I don't know Jack about Loch Ness. Actually, I know like one fun fact, but I'll save it in case you have it. And uh, but yeah, I'm ready to uh, to hear about it. Is it that it's in Scotland? Is Shut your fun fact? up, dude! Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Fun>
1: God, <fact. laughs>
2: Loch is like lake, but Scottish.
0: So, <laughs> to give everybody a little bit of a backstory here, Kid said that she wanted to cover the Loch Ness monster, and I said, "All right, it's a big one." Um, usually, yeah, I'm he, the cryptic guy. He threatened. So, like okay, he did with, okay, uh, just Disney no. One.
1: to add context i have a friend in scotland hi trisha (laughs) um she couldn't make it today because she just started school and she's all sorts of busy now and for her i believe it's around 1 or 2 a.m so she couldn't make it tonight but the original intent was to have trisha come on and join us and kind of give us the lay of the land because she doesn't live very far from the lock so That's why I wanted Loch Ness.
2: How'd you make a friend in Scotland?
1: The interwebs, Jacob.
0: She's an international
3: woman of friendship. Hello?
0: (laughs) She has three international friends right here. Right here? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm telling you, bro, yeah. (laughs) Most of
1: my friends are international. (laughs) Can
3: Can we make Kenzar a custom shirt that says that? International woman of friendship?
0: <laughs> yeah I got you. Oh, I do it right, right now. He he next. probably is. So I said take it, right? But I want you to blow me out of the water because when you think of cryptozoology, uh there's there's the big four pretty much, right? Bigfoot, Loch Ness, Chupa, Chupi, or Chupacabra, as others may like to call it. And then <laughs> mothman right so that those are like the big four um so i'm expecting a lot here kid do you have it
1: i hope so i don't know you you mm. make me very nervous i have 20 pages though oh
3: <gasps> my god holy Damn. shit well let's get <laughs> to it i guys.
1: i felt that i needed to produce a jeremy style presentation here so i came up with 20 pages for you dang and i'm really hoping that this this is good enough
2: 46 font double space like i do yeah
3: hell yeah well let's get it started (laughs) because i am standing if you've got 20 pages and just going off history yeah well i'm gonna be standing here for a long time so let's here's the the deal though
1: I've split this in half for you, Jeff.
3: Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I got you, man. I got All you. Right. I split this in half, so we're going to get two Loch Ness. <sighs> so you guys ready? Got anything She's... else you guys want to get out of your system? I'm ready. I'm nope. excited.
3: Oh, the <laughs> Mountain Dew mystery flavor? Quite good.
1: good to know anyways we'll we'll get we'll get back to
0: that in a second but i just want to state that she's coming along very well guys i like i like what i'm seeing here already 20 pages two episodes cryptid good job and then also just to get on the mountain dew topic has anybody seen this mountain dew uh uh what's what's the hot flavor on the chips right now the uh flaming hot flaming hot Hot mountain dew Mountain Dew. Have have you seen this I've seen that just it. That but... sounds horrible. Yeah, it's disgusting.
2: Jeff, is the uh, is the mystery flavor Kraken? I think it's the
3: white one. It tastes like the white <laughs> Mountain Dew. I don't <laughs> think he... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? you... What? Oh, asked that's... if you spiked it. I'm yeah. <laughs> Oh no, I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs>
1: Well, All righty. Well, that I'm gonna was say,
3: fun. I was going to say something really mean, but I'm not going to do that. Take it, kid.
1: Ooh, okay. Ready?
0: <laughs> yes, ma'am. Ready.
1: Okay. Now, before we get too ahead of ourselves, I wanted to talk a little bit about the loch itself. Taking its name from the River Ness, the freshwater lake is the second largest in Scotland. Extending approximately 37 kilometers, or 23 miles long, has a A maximum depth of 744 feet and is 2.7 kilometers or 1.7 miles wide. The lake is the largest body of water that sits along the Great Glen, a geological fault line that goes straight through Scotland, created by glaciers during the last ice age. At the end of the last ice age, once all the ice had melted, salt water filled the area, creating lakes that eventually became fresh water with time. The water is quite murky due to the high peat content from the surrounding soil. Pair that with the usual fog and rain, and you have the perfect condition for a large lake creature to go unnoticed. During the winter, the water below the surface heats up and rises to the top of the lake, allowing for cold wa- the cold water to sink and the process to repeat itself. This is known as a thermocline. This prevents the lake from being able to freeze, and the estimated heat given off by the lake is equal to about 2 million tons of burning coal. The lake also plays a major part in supplying electricity to the national grid and is along the travel route known as the Caledonian Canal. The canal was constructed in the early 19th century to make trade and tourism more accessible throughout the country. I came across some Scottish folklore about the Loch that I found very interesting. The story goes as such. The area was nothing more than a valley with a deep well that was kept closed by a large stone. Local housewives would come and fill their pails with water, but if one became careless and forgot to put the stone back, the well would flood the valley. This is exactly what happened, and it led to the creation of what is now known as Loch Ness. Some people even claim the lake is deeper than the North Sea, while others say it's bottomless. However, as previously mentioned, the loch is only about 744 feet deep. It has also been said that because of its depth, the loch refuses to give up its dead, since the body of those who have drowned in the lake are rarely found. Just a couple of short stories of Scottish folklore that I found and wanted to share. So, what do you guys think of that?
3: I don't think that, that's how the lock was made, for the record. <laughs> Aliens did it.
0: Yeah, the Loch Ness, Ness is
3: fake. Loch Ness is fake.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I just uh, thought it was a cool story. The no bodies are I really did, found, so... but
2: bodies
3: float unless they're being eaten by the beast. Mm. The beast.
1: There you go. You'll float too.
3: That's actually really deep, though. That's a lot. De- it's a lot deeper than I thought, like and in- pictured in my mind, not knowing shit about it. But that's pretty. I deep. read
1: a lot of different reports. There was some that said, I think it was 2018. They found uh, a spot that was 754 feet deep, so another 10 feet. But nobody's actually done any real sonar scans of the bottom of the lake since, so that nobody's been able to confirm. This for sure. So,
2: still, what is that in meters?
1: Uh,
3: I don't know. Question is that hundred
0: something? Yeah, I I tried (laughs)
1: to make it make sense for all of us. Okay, I know we all know how feet work.
0: Yeah, because us dumb Americans, we don't know how to do that. I
1: I thought about you guys, and I included the miles, okay? I know I'm the only Canadian here, and I know I'm the only one kilometers makes sense to, so I got you guys.
3: International woman of friendship right there. It's pronounced
1: kilometers. Thank you, Jeff.
3: (laughs) Kilometers?
1: Clicks, okay?
0: Yeah, yeah. How about that? The The
1: clicks.
0: (laughs) Um, All right, so a couple things. I don't know if you're going to get into it. Down the road, but I know Loch Ness has a very uh, soft sediment uh, bottom, correct?
1: Yes. I don't really go into any of that, but I do talk about...
0: So, it does It does get very murky yes. in that water. Um, I'm in, very... I didn't know about the heat. I, I actually was always under the assumption that Loch Ness was cold. Uh, but this uh Caledonian Canal does this enter or exit to the ocean
1: As far I under, as far as I understand the canal goes straight through
0: Because here it goes
1: all the way across the glen and it was actually the part of the canal that is considered the Caledonian Canal it from my understanding um that it was dug up specifically to create a trade route and it completely bisects through Scotland now.
0: Mm -hmm. So Scotland
1: splits in two.
0: um, I've been through the Panama canal. Jake, you've been through a canal, right? I don't know. Maybe. Didn't you go uh, through the other one? I don't know what it's called. Anyways. Uh, Yes. Yeah. The other one. Yeah. The the, other one,
2: not the dangerous one,
0: but another one, The, the other not dangerous one. Yeah. Right. So I went through the Panama Canal. Uh, pretty cool. You can go straight through it, right through the, the very northern tip of South America uh, in Panama, believe it or not. And basically go from the Atlantic to the Pacific or Pacific to the Atlantic. And I always thought that this would just be a smooth sail straight through. But actually what happens is you stop in this little bath right? And then they raise the water. Then you move up to the next one. They raise the water again. You move up, raise the water again, and now you're you're uh, even with all the lakes and uh, rivers to get through a good majority of the land, and then when you get to the other side, same thing. Actually, uh, I believe the Panama Canal wasn't. It was only coming through from the Atlantic to the Pacific, and then from the Pacific to the Atlantic uh, on the Atlantic side you have you had to do that step up or step down um I don't know much about this one but I'm assuming they have some of these somewhere so that wouldn't necessarily be a vital pathway for the Loch Ness Monster to to the ocean because I know this is one of the big theories about the Loch Ness Monster is that it's actually a creature that comes from the ocean and lives part-time in the lock uh did I get did I get too far ahead yes and no okay Stop me. Tell me to shut up, kid. Okay. Um, shut up, Jeremy. I I feel like
1: you're getting to a point about this canal, though. So
0: should I wait? Should I?
1: No, it's the canal comes up a couple more times, but it's not really. I honestly didn't even know that's how. I've I've never traveled. Fun fact: Kenzar has never been farther than Blaine, Washington, which is literally a twenty-minute drive over the border of Canada. So, um, <gasps> you've, been, you've been to America. <laughs> Uh, very briefly, yes. So you, you I've didn't never come visit been any of us. anywhere. I didn't know you guys then. Chill
0: <laughs> nonsense.
1: <laughs> um, but like, I've never been anywhere. I, um, I don't. I've never traveled. I don't know anything about these canals. So I had no idea that's how this thing even worked. So
0: it's true. They work like that. <laughs> while you're talking in your in your next, stint, I'll uh, do some research, slight research while I'm listening in on this caledonian canal and see if they have any of those um but if they do and especially if it's on both ends of the lock then that pretty much shuts out that as a as a as a pathway for the monster yeah they're gonna get trapped they're gonna we're gonna know it's there Ooh,
1: okay we get- well you you hang on to that we'll we'll that comes up again we'll get there
0: okay well you okay. go ahead and i'll shut my mouth
1: um i also would like to say real quick There's a couple words in here that I'm probably going to butcher, so if I'm saying them wrong, just, I'm sorry, okay? (laughs) You
0: you
2: have to say it right. You don't speak Scottish Gaelic?
1: No, I don't.
2: What's wrong with you? We
1: have a friend in Scotland. I tried. Don't you care? I tried, okay? I googled, I YouTube, I asked questions. Edinburgh. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Anyways, okay. So you guys ready for the next part here? Yes. Okay, let's get right to it, shall we? I feel the best way for me to explain the Loch Ness Monster is to dive right into the legend and the sightings. The legend of the Loch Ness came to life in 1933. However, this isn't the first known sighting said to have taken place. In 565 AD, an Irish saint known as Saint Columba came eye to eye with the creature of the loch. St. Columba was said to be a blessed man. He could perform various miracles, such as healing people, calming storms, and even resurrection. He could also see into the future and had many prolific revelations, of, most of which were of an unknown visitor to Ireland or some sort of big event. St. Columba was traveling through what is now known as Scotland during the beginning of the Hiberno-Scottish mission in the 6th century. This mission was a series of expeditions made by Irish Gaelic missionaries with the goal of spreading Celtic Christianity. St. Columba was living in the land of the Picts at the time of his sighting. The Picts lived in the northern and eastern areas of Scotland during the late antiquity and early Middle Ages. One night, as Columba was walking along the banks of River Ness, he came across some men trying to bury a companion of theirs. When asked what was going on, the men told Columba that their friend died after being bitten by a beast occupying the water. After hearing this, Columba had a companion swim into the river in hopes to draw the creature out. As soon as the man was deep enough in the water, the creature came from below the surface with a roar and chased after him. Before the monster could sink his teeth into Columba's friend, Columba raised his hand and drew a cross in the air, all while yelling, Thou shalt go no further, nor touch the man. Go back with all speed. And just like that, the creature turned around and disappeared faster than it had approached. Before we move on, I want to point out that the story doesn't actually take place in the Loch Ness. It takes place in the River Ness. Now, the loch is fed by the River Ness, so that's not to discount the story, but something I thought was worth a mention. Another thing I want to quickly bring up are the Pictish Stones. These are monumental type stone carvings found on the eastern side of the country and are the most solid piece of evidence of the Picts. With many possible Pict artifacts, some of the most interesting pieces are the Pictish Beast and the Ancient Serpent Stone. The Pictish Beast shows a creature that has a long snout and flippers instead of feet, and the Ancient Serpent Stone shows what looks like an actual serpent, along with a couple other symbols. Both of these stones very well could be evidence to the existence of, of Nessie in the early centuries. However, scholars have also described the beast to look more like a swimming elephant, and the serpent stone could be a representation of many different animals that were in the water. Question. Answer.
3: Do you talk about Crowley? No. Okay, I'm just going to spit out I my don't, fun fact then. don't
1: get into Crowley here.
3: Okay. Um, so the one thing that I know about Loch Ness, and it's really not even about Loch Ness, but Alistair Shit, I, was Crowley,
0: on, I was on mute. Do you really want to talk about this now or do you want to say this to the end?
3: Well, I because what she just said, one of one of the bits in her little piece okay, okay.
0: just All right, go ahead. You know, this connect. is a lot. This could be this could be a big convo. I, I, well,
3: I'll keep I'll keep my part short. So if you guys want okay. it to be a big convo, that's on you guys. But basically <laughs> Alistair Crowley uh owned and lived on Loch Ness at one point right for anybody who doesn't know Aleister Crowley is the guy who started his own religion Thelema and he's like this you know people will call him a satanist or whatever you want to call him he's an occult dude right into magic black magic sex magic all these things and one of the theories that I know about Nessie is that Aleister Crowley brought it into this reality through this magic but I've always said no no Aleister Crowley just knew about ley lines and places on the earth where you can do magic and it's, and it's amplified, which I've talked about a hundred times. And I think that that area is one of them. So going back to what year was this five something AD with this, what Columbo character, right. And this whole story and this guy literally banishing this beast, right. I think that there is just some portal in this area and maybe this beast kind of bleeds through in this portal, kind of what we talk about with Skinwalker
0: ranch, kind of the same idea.
1: I was just going to say, kind of same idea as Skinwalker there. Mm
0: -hmm. So, actually, uh, if you go over to the group chat and the messenger, I'm actually going to post a picture to kind of show you guys what these ley lines look like. And if you look at one of them, uh, the one that's right over Utah, that's literally... Uh supposed to be right where Skinwalker Ranch is, by the way. Just wanted to throw that out. What about there. Loch
3: Ness? Right. So yeah, um, this is perfect example.
0: You know this this image. Um as for Loch Ness, here's another one. I don't know exactly where the lock is and how accurate this particular one is. Um but th- Hey look another- at that. Jeff, it's a globe. <laughs> 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 also a Weird. cartoon.
2: Weird weird how that um, guy For uh you believe the invisible lines but not the round earth. All right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> for those
0: that are listening and watching, head on over to the uh, infinite rabbit hole Facebook group and we'll make sure to post these over there for you guys so you can kind of see what we're talking about. But this last one here, you can see that the the blue and the purple one kind of intersect right over the, the British Isles. It looks like it's more over England. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how accurate that is, but Shasta Mountain is a huge place. Uh, Giza, obviously, the Acores, Uh Ayers Rock, huge, huge uh, unknown shit going on over there. Who makes um, up this
2: nonsense about ley lines?
0: Uh, ley lines are, I, I, I actually don't necessarily agree with you. About, it goes uh, back the, the ley lines. thousands
3: of years, man. Honestly, people have been talking about and they didn't call them ley lines always, but the, the idea of ley lines have gone back for thousands of years in multiple cultures. I mean, I don't think it's one person that made it up. I do believe that there is something to it, honestly. It's kind of the same as think about acupuncture for a human, right? There's something to totally that. Totally made whether, up, yeah. I mean, a right. lot of people think that, right? Or same with chiropractors. A lot of people think also that, made up that a lot of people right. A lot of people <laughs> think that. <laughs> However, there is there is a lot of people who really think that those things have some connection to the body and healing and all kinds of other stuff.
2: And, and some people no believe different. you can will crap into existence. Yeah. People That's are crazy, true. man.
3: You're right. Yeah. Could, I mean, look, it could be complete <laughs> bullshit, but I'm just saying my theory well, about this is this has got to be on a ley line <laughs> or it used to be on a ley line if continental drift is a thing. So there's some energies there.
0: Some so there. the... Alistair Crowley. Before I started this whole thing with Infinite Rebel, I didn't know too much about him until uh, we had CJ join the cast. Uh, with CJ, you know, through conversations and everything, started learning a little bit more, and I started recognizing the name more in my research and everything. Uh, the guy definitely uh, dove into ley lines. Okay, he definitely paid attention to ley lines. Uh, seeing that Alistair Crowley is tied to the Loch Ness monster. And or at least owning a property on Loch Ness. Um, maybe this is something else that I just don't know if I should bring it up. <laughs> uh, kid, uh, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna type something in the chat real quick. You tell me yes. if I can keep going or shut up.
1: I touch on it at the very okay. End.
0: So I'm gonna go ahead and shut up right there. But when we when we talk about that again i'll come back to this whole alisher crowley thing
1: okay so for the record i know of the guy but i have no idea what he did or what he was up to i just know the name so no i don't talk about him at all in this presentation okay. just
3: he's basically an so. occult. He he's one of the top occult guys in history
0: swinging a miss
3: kid
1: yeah all yeah. kinds
3: of magic shit, you know.
1: That one I totally went right over because, again, I know nothing about the guy. So well, that's I've... okay. A
3: lot of people don't actually know that. A lot of people, I've honestly, I brought that up to a lot of people on different shows, and a lot of people don't know that. So, you know, and, and another fun fact: Jimmy Page, the guitar player from Led Zeppelin, ended up buying that house. That what?
1: I,
0: yeah. No go. way. Go. Yeah, that's cool.
1: There you go. Good stuff. Continue. Anything else? No. Alrighty. August 27th, 1930, a local Inverness newspaper called the Northern Chronicle had published a story about St. Columba and his encounter with the beast. Just three years later, the legend of Nessie quickly became an international sensation. The first reported sighting of the monster was made by a couple that were traveling along the A82 in mid-April. The article of the sighting, published just a couple weeks later in early May, was written by part-time journalist and local water bailiff Alex Campbell. The article claimed that the couple had seen a creature rolling around in the water, describing it as having, quote, a body that resembled a whale, end quote, and watched as it quickly disappeared into the foamy waters. As the creature disappeared, they couldn't help but notice that it left a fairly large wave behind it. The couple even compared to the wave of the creature to that created by a passing steamer. Shortly after this first sighting, a picture was published that showed what was believed to be the same creature the couple saw. A man named Hugh Gray was walking along the lock with his dog and managed to snap a picture. However, his picture came under some heavy fire. It was explained away as just an otter having some fun, while others thought they could see the head of a dog. Gray was quickly accused of using a blurry picture of his Labrador as a hoax. It wasn't until a couple months later, in July, that another big sighting had occurred. George Spicer and his wife were on the same road, the 882, in the early evening. They claimed to have come across a creature that was trying to cross the road. The entire encounter was very quick as the creature was headed straight for the water. I would like to read a letter Spicer sent into the Inverness Courier. Dear Sir, I have just returned from a motoring holiday in Scotland and am writing to inform you that on Saturday afternoon, 22nd July last, whilst traveling along the east side of Loch Ness between Doris and Foyer's Hotel, about halfway in fact, I saw the nearest approach to a dragon or prehistoric animal that I have ever seen in my life. It crossed my road about 50 yards ahead and appeared to be carrying a small lamb or animal of some kind. It seemed to have a long neck, which moved up and down in the matter of manner of a scenic railway, and the body was fairly big, with a high back. But, if there were any feet, they must have been the webbed kind. And as for a tail, I cannot say, as it moved so rapidly, and when we got to the spot, it had probably disappeared into the lock. Length from six feet to eight feet, and very ugly. I am wondering if you can give me any information about it, and am enclosing a stamped addressed envelope anticipating your kind reply. Whatever it is, it may be a land and water animal, and I think it should be destroyed, as I am not sure whether had I been quite close to it, I should have cared to have tackled it. It is difficult to give a better description as it moved so swiftly and the whole thing was so sudden. There is no doubt that it exists. Yours, etc. G. Spicer. Other reports explained that the creature was over 25 feet long, with Spicer using the 10 to 12 foot wide road as a reference point. December of 33, Spicer did an interview to explain further what him and his wife saw. He went on to describe that he saw no tail or mouth, but his wife said that she saw what could have been a deer at the bulk end of the creature. He tried to tell many people in the scientific community, but no one really believed him. The Inverness Courier even added in a later article printed saying it was most likely just a large otter. It's important to mention that this area has recently undergone construction. The road was expanded, and in order to do that, they had to clear trees and other debris, which made for a much better view of the lock. With the new view, the reported sightings started to become more frequent, and it was believed that this happened because it wasn't such an isolated area anymore. However... Some might argue that this area was far from isolated before the road expansion due to the construction of the Caledonian Canal. During this time, there had also been one of those oh-so-crazy, dare-I-say-it, hoaxes. That December, the Daily Mail had hired a man named Marmaduke Wethrell to hunt down and film the alleged monster. Wethrell was an actor, screenwriter, producer director and big game hunt so he seemed like he would be the perfect candidate to capture the monster whether that be on film or even the real deal he ended up finding some footprints which got people really excited castings of the footprints were sent to the lab and unfortunately came back as a hippopotamus print It is believed a prankster did this using an umbrella stand made to look like a hippo foot, which was extremely popular at the time. And this absolutely humiliated Weatherell. That's all I got there.
3: Sounds like every dinosaur fossil that's ever been found.
2: So this is the problem with people and cryptids, right? What year did you say this was in?
1: Uh, this was 1933. This all started.
2: So they weren't, you know, this area's first being discovered and stuff and just like, you know, what's out there and everything. You know, I'm sure this person wasn't uneducated about what goes on around the world as far as animals go. But he sees this, this beast and he not only describes it as ugly, which... You know, maybe he was ugly, um, <laughs> but then says that he it should be destroyed because you know for no reason because it exists, so it must be destroyed. Because oh, had I been closer, it's like okay, well you weren't, right? So it's like maybe this is why we can't find any dang cryptids anymore, right? We can't find any big feet is because people throughout history have thought in this exact same way. Oh my gosh, it's a giant upright walking ape or whatever they would describe it as we have to kill it because it exists oh my gosh what if it got close to us and our family and our children it might eat us we should kill all of them right maybe Children's this is why violent species. you know this and we go into like the whole teddy roosevelt thing making all the natural uh all the nature reserves and all that stuff and everything but it's like, maybe that was done on purpose to to preserve some of these animals. Maybe there was a bunch of Nessies or something like that. And people are just like, oh my gosh, look at it. Let's kill it <laughs> for no reason, right? Let's kill all these, you know, whatever, X, Y, and Z cryptids. I have a huge issue with that. I think that some should be taken for science, but only under extreme circumstances. But not just because they exist, right? I definitely agree with you, but,
3: you know, good luck, right? Like... there's already a thousand organizations yeah you know so but no it is unfortunate and i agree man i think that a lot of these things were real or something like these things were real and people just out like they overhunted these things for whatever reason you know drove them back into hiding so it sucks it's fucked up
2: um (laughs) jeremy didn't expect me to go so hard on
0: that (laughs) no i just i'm i'm gonna be honest with you um never was a big uh believer in Nessie. um i know a lot of people are probably gonna be like well fuck this guy but <laughs> um i Me just it's okay, I, I don't know i just it lake monsters are tough they're very very tough right uh when you get into geology and as such it just doesn't really make too much sense and a lot of people are like geology what the hell you need to study rocks for know if a lake monster exists well we'll see if kid gets into it and if not i'll fill in the blanks at the end um i'm just gonna leave it at that um who knows i i don't know but uh yeah, so that's it. I, don't, I didn't really add anything there. So Very
3: informative. Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even if he was making it up, right? Making up the account, which is likely, right? What sort of accountability was there? Even if he made it up, the fact that he thought to put that in his made-up statement of what he thought to himself just shows the violent tendencies of human beings towards anything that they don't understand or they don't know about you and I'm pointing this more towards you know in the animal world as far as like you know well more specifically cryptids, so what do you think about that as far as that aspect goes? you talking to me yeah uh no comment goat man <laughs> goat man's gone it's because of people killing them all off <laughs> Um...
0: sheep squatch gone. I... I, one, I don't think we would have hunted something such as the Loch Ness. All right. Because a lot of people think that it was uh, a plesiosaur or Leoplerodon or whatever or the such, the right? The Magic Leoplerodon, yeah. The Magical one. Specifically, <laughs> the one on the way to Candy Mountain. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Magic um, Leoplerodon. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody doesn't get that reference, then uh, Charlie the Unicorn. No, just leave is... him. Leave him to just. No,
1: suck yeah. <laughs> Did
0: you know there's like six episodes of that now? Yeah. A lot don't now.
1: even get me started.
0: Anyways, don't right. even get me started. All right, let's keep let's keep, <laughs> let's keep talking about the Loch Ness monster. Okay. I just don't necessarily. I I have trouble believing that there is a Leoplerodon or a Plesiosaur uh, still alive. Um, possibly in the depth, deep, deep parts of the ocean. Um, I would be curious as to one, if it had a way into Loch Ness, why would it get into Loch Ness? Two, uh, you can't convince me that it still lives in Loch Ness. I just don't think that the body of water is large enough to house something without being seen pretty much all the damn time. Um, as far as I know, and I could be wrong, but the thing didn't have, whether it be a Leoplerodon or a, a Plasiosaur, they don't have gills, so they got to come up to breathe. Um, you'd be seeing a, a hell of a lot more. I mean, when you're in the middle of the ocean, you still see whales come up to breathe. Um, I don't know. I, I've got a lot of arguments for it. I'm going to keep it
2: Well, for I mean, the back end. is an aquatic reptile, which... I don't know how Jeff feels. I mean, it wouldn't have been technically classified as a dinosaur. It'd be an aquatic reptile, which even the aquatic reptiles we have today, they all breathe air. None of them have gills. But that being said, it's not like they know for sure because all they can find is bones. So whether they had gills and
0: they're pink with purple spots, like they have no clue. Well, even even if they were mammals like today's whales, right? They still have to come up and breathe. I just, I just don't see it unless, and I don't know too much about the geography of the area, but what if it is a land creature that goes into the water? But then you would think that there'd be a lot more sightings on land, right? So unless there's uh, some very uh, detailed cave systems in the area, which I don't think there is because... I'm pretty sure that every single team that's ever stepped foot on Loch Ness to do a deep dive in there uh, hasn't found caverns or caves or anything. I could be wrong, kid. We'll see where we'll see where you go. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm here for the ride, but I already came into this, you know, a quarter of the way in, and you kicked it right in the face. <laughs>
2: Thanks for all your research, Kenzar. Jeremy's made up his mind. Yeah, no problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um the thing with land sightings is I didn't actually mention that in here but there's a lot more land sightings that take place than are credited for. So yeah, we don't generally. hear about any of them. We only ever tend to hear about the ones that take place in the water because that's where everybody's so focused cuz why the heck wouldn't there be a giant creature swimming around like right like I I get the thought process but I I I agree. Why? Why aren't we looking more in land as well?
0: Well, I I think that if there was a, uh, a a land side to this whole lore or the legend of the cryptid known as the Loch Ness monster, you would have a creature better known for being on land, and it would be a surprise to find it in the water, not uh something that's based in the water and surprised to find it on land. Now I have seen stories, heard stories, watched documentaries. The Amazon uh, monster. <laughs> uh the and Mbembe? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. To? Well, that's different. That's supposed to be a sauropod. Yeah, uh supposed to sau- be a
2: sauropod too.
0: No. Because yeah, it's on land and then goes in the water sometimes. Yeah, but where the hell are you going to hide a sauropod in the middle of Scotland, dude? Come on. No. Maybe
2: it's got trees growing out of its back. We don't know. <laughs> no. Active camouflage, po- bro. It's not a Pokemon. Predator but... monster invisibility like Skinwalker
0: Ranch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, lost. I like, yes, lost my train yes. of thought.
0: Yes. Lost. <laughs> Done. I have, I have one particular theory about how the Loch Ness monster...
2: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a
3: location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking
1: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: But I'm going to save that for the end. And that has to do with what I typed in the chat. (sighs) Okay.
1: Okay. Anything else, guys? Ready for the next part? I'm excited for this part. Ready. ready. I'm ready. Okay. 1933 was a big year for the introduction of the legend to the world, but 1934 was an even bigger year. During this year, the first attempt to find the creature was made. The Sir Edward Mountain expedition started in mid-July of 1934, ran for a total of 5 weeks, and was funded by Edward Mountain himself who was a well-known insurance broker. Between the hours of 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., 20 men would be positioned around the lock with binoculars and cameras. By the end of it, they had 21 photos and none of them were conclusive. But what exactly led to this expedition in the first place? Surely there had to have been something to prompt this endeavor. Well, earlier that year, at approximately 1 a.m. on January 5th, Arthur Grant claimed to have almost hit the creature while he was out cruising on his motorcycle. Grant, a veterinary student, had created a sketch of what he believed he saw that night, drawing out what looked like to be an otter crossed with a plesiosaur. After being reviewed by zoologist Maurice Burton, it was believed to be nothing more than an otter, and due to the time of the encounter being dark and all, perhaps Grant's imagination got away from him. Plesiosaurs, after all, were extinct marine reptiles from the Mesozoic era. Grant wouldn't be in the spotlight for much longer. Only a few short months later, all the attention went to a picture published by the Daily Mail. The surgeon's photograph is probably one of the most well-recognized pictures of the Loch Ness Monster. The picture was titled this way because at the time, Surgeon Robert Wilson did not want to have anything to do with this phenomenon. So, being that he is a surgeon and it is his photo, the surgeon's photo seemed appropriate. The picture in question has what looks like to be a small head and a long neck above the surface of the lock. Wilson had a total of four pictures, however, the other three pictures were considered to be too blurry and didn't gain nearly as much publicity. Still to this day, when you hear Loch Ness Monster, you probably think of the surgeon's photo. This, was cons- this picture was considered to be the most solid piece of photographic evidence of the now well-known lake monster. That is up until 1994, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Something to keep in mind about the surgeon's photo is that it is usually cropped to make the creature and the waves around it look much bigger than what it really is. This was discovered after someone did some analysis of the wave patterns, and the patterns were consistent with that of small waves, not larger ones. This made people question the size of the creature and if the picture was even real. For years, people had their doubts about the photo, but others took it as solid proof that Nessie exists and is swimming undetected in the lock. Either way, 60 years later, in 1994, Christian Sperling the stepson of Marmaduke Wethrell came forward and claimed that the surgeon's photo was faked. Sperling told the world that his stepfather had recruited him to help create the monster's neck and head and then mount it to a toy submarine. The picture that became so well-known is nothing more than just that. A toy submarine with some wood and clay attached to create the appearance of a monster. All those involved in the hoax included Marmaduke Wethrell, of course, Christian Sperling, who made scale models for a living, Ian Wethrell, who bought the wood and the clay materials, and a man named Maurice Chambers, who was an insurance agent. Once the model monster had been crafted, Ian and his father Marmaduke went out to take some pictures of the model in the lock. There's even a rumor that the model is still in the lock to this day, While taking the pictures, they heard the water bailiff, Alex Campbell, coming. So Marmaduke quickly buried the model in the sand so that they wouldn't get caught. Eventually, the pictures were developed and given to Maurice Chambers, who then gave them to surgeon Robert Wilson, who then sold them to the Daily Mail. All of this just so Marmaduke could get back at the Daily Mail for firing him over hippopotamus tracks.
0: So, good job. That's all I got to say. The surgeon's photograph is complete nonsense. If you look at it, the ripples in the water are far too small. Um, This looks like a very zoomed in picture. The creature in question looks to be maybe 6 to 10 inches. It's It's a baby one yeah i don't even think that's the case I would, either. yeah because you... guy. <laughs> this this is something just floating out in the water it literally looks like they took like a stuffed giraffe cut off those little things on the top stapled it to a Horns. plank <laughs> stapled it to a plank of wood and threw it out in the water that's what this looks like to me that's what it's always looked like um it's it's one of those pieces of cryptozoological uh, lore and photography that a lot of people really tie themselves to. Um, but it does not take a lot to, to disqualify it. It's just not a very good picture.
1: Yeah. So when I was growing up, I remember seeing that picture and I took it like I took that for stock I was convinced Nessie was real and then I grew up and I realized that that can't be the case I heard this was a hoax and all this other stuff and I was kind of heartbroken and then I got older and now I don't like like you were saying I don't really believe in like monsters now I have a really hard time with them but I didn't know that this was a cropped photo before I started doing my research. So now that I've seen the cropped photo next to the original photo, it's, it, the comparison is insane.
3: I think this is a problem with a lot of cryptids is, you know, just the publicity thing, you know, of course you're going to have hoaxes and not even cryptid. I mean, with anything really, right. You're going to have fakes and copycats and all these things, right. And it muddies all of this shit so much. That it just makes people instantly either turn off to it or, you know, you'll get maybe you're a researcher and you do a whole solid year of research on this topic. And then you just present like that one thing that's just totally fucking wrong and then you get <laughs> discredited. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it's a problem with, with any, all this stuff. So <laughs>
0: in the chat, I threw the uncropped picture of the surgeon's <clears throat> photo. Uh, feel free to take a look.
2: Yeah, I uh
1: like a little blimp in comparison.
2: Just so the the travelers know just because oh gosh, it's like a duck. <laughs> it looks like a little duck or a, a goose just because the picture is blurry and pixelated does not mean that us hosts here on the infinite rabbit hole believe it.
0: <laughs> but but the rule is is that it has to be pixelated or blurry to even be considered. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's, if it's if it's crystal clear, it's it's fake.
0: Obviously, it's not a bigfoot.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Um, I'm trying so hard not to go on a rant about space pictures right now. <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you and your
2: space—that's that's
3: different. Is it? We've different? already done that. You know, can't We've get every picture of every cryptid ever is just like you, you know you can't determine what this is. However. Here's it's like the rendition. other side of the fucking universe. <laughs> yeah, clear that's, fucking that's, that's
2: black budget stuff, dude. We've already established <laughs> okay. that. They have way whatever. more money than the average person. Whatever. Of course, that they have these perfect uh, things. That's all I wanted to say. I had to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. So let's my just, next door yeah. neighbor wants to come fight you on, uh, on the that's post um, or on the show because Jeff, he said that – uh, He said that we love you too. We love you too. The whole pixelated picture thing, or like the uh, the digitalized picture. He's like, that's what he's like. You got a phone or a camera. He's like, unless it's using straight film, every single picture you take on your phone is just ones and zeros. It's just capturing the image and it's generating the image on your phone. There is no film whatsoever. He's like, so literally like you could say that anything you take a picture of with your camera is fake too. Yeah, but he's just standard. not underst he's not
3: understanding yeah. the process. He just needs to be educated on the process, well,
2: and that's okay. All I'm can, saying I- is if it comes out crystal clear, it's pretty debatable, but it's probably fake. But
3: I'm you know. But it's Go pixelated, ahead, it's real, except when it to, comes to space. I didn't mean to derail this to a space conversation, but...
1: <laughs> yes, you did. Who are you kidding?
3: I, you know, I had to throw it in. It's like Jeremy with Bigfoot, right? <laughs> he has to say Bigfoot, like I have to say something outrageous about space or
1: gravity or... Whatever. It, no, it,
0: you don't have to. No, I have okay. to. okay.
3: No, I have to. No, you don't. I will die if I don't.
1: Would it be a true... Infinite rabbit hole episode. If Jeff, Jeff, Jeff didn't say Jeff. something <laughs> absolutely atrocious, atrocious! Wow, I cannot speak today. This is a terrible day for this.
0: It is not a good day for this
2: <laughs> at all.
1: Tongue tied.
2: As long as he doesn't get us kicked off the network, I'm cool with whatever he has to say.
1: Oh, we're good. That's fair. I don't
0: know. I yeah. do want to say, and I, man, I wanted to say this at the beginning of the episode. Anybody listening or watching this and are. <laughs> This may this may uh, not go over too well with the network. We don't come up with the titles for the network, by the way. Just want to say that. That's it. Okay? The titles for the audio-only episodes are different. That's on them. We don't do that. Don't hate us. We love you. That's it.
2: Have we been getting hate?
0: Yes. They're like, yes. your titles are dumb, yes.
2: and you're dumb, too. Specifically like, oh.
0: for the Skinwalker Ranch Part 2
3: you know youtube's a youtube's the wild west of the well, future
0: so well, they they prepared. said skinwalker ranch secrets unveiled or revealed and they're like where was this uh i just literally just saw one today uh great comments right
2: never uh, read the yeah, comments do you no, i do
0: all the time he goes just curious what was revealed and if it if it was a timestamp, because I must have missed it, <laughs> we don't come up with the titles.
3: That's Just all I want to say. We
0: wait don't do for the
3: next one. Wait for the next episode, bud.
0: <laughs> we don't do that. All right. That's all I had to say. Nothing, <clears throat> absolutely nothing Loch Ness Monster related.
3: Informative. Thank you.
1: Do we have anything else Loch Ness related that we would like to say? Nope. Ready?
3: Ready, ready.
1: Okay. During 1934, there was a book that was published, written by Rupert Gould. Commander Rupert Gould was a member of the Royal Navy, retiring in 1919 and becoming an author, writing several books, most of which focused on the strange and paranormal. In 1930, his book, The Case for Sea Serpents, was published, so of course the Loch Ness Monster was something of interest to him. He went on to interview 42 different people, cl- all claiming to have their own sightings, even receiving a letter from a man in regards to a sighting that took place in 1871 or 1872. D. McKenzie had sent Gould a letter outlining his encounter, claiming he saw an object that resembled a log or upturned boat. Whatever the object was, it was moving slowly at first, then disappeared at a much faster speed. Because this sighting originally took place in the 1870s, Mackenzie didn't think much of it at the time. So when sightings became more popular in the 1930s, Mackenzie thought it would be best to share his story. Hence why the encounter took place in 1871 or 72. Mackenzie wasn't quite sure himself which year it took place. Gould's book, The Loch Ness Monster and Others, was then published in 1934. The next event I want to talk about took place in 1960 and became known as the Dinsdale film. Aeronautical engineer Tim Dinsdale was on a small expedition out on the loch, and after mounting his camera, he saw something moving out on the water. He managed to film four minutes of what seemed to be a large animal with a hump, leaving a boat-sized wake behind it as it zigzagged through the water. But he was running out of film and wanted a better shot. Unfortunately, despite coming back year after year, he never got that footage of Nessie that he was after. However, his first video is recognized as a genuine film of the Loch Ness Monster. The Royal Air Force Investigation Unit, Joint Air Reconnaissance Intelligence Center, or JARIC, has compared the Nessie footage to the footage of a boat and found that whatever was filmed that day was not a boat or submarine. It was a genuine video of an unknown animal in the water. Later, in 1962, the Loch Ness Phenomena Investigation Bureau or LNPIB, later shortened to LNIB, was created. This was an organization that would gather volunteers to watch over the lock from various points in search of Nessie. As the organization grew, the expeditions went longer, observation decks were made to help aid the search, and eventually there were accommodations made for those international members. Dinsdale himself even led the expeditions the summer of 1970. The organization officially stopped all operations in 1972 after a decade of searching. Tim was devoted to the search of the monster, writing several books, including Loch Ness Monster in 1961 and the story of the Loch Ness Monster in 1973. Tim was labeled as an honorary member of the International Society of Cryptozoology just months before his death in 1987. The LNIB wasn't the only group to be conducting searches of the lock during this time. Starting in 1967 and finishing in 68, there were some sonar scans done at the lock. Working closely with LNIB, the Chair of Electronic and Electrical Engineering at the University of Birmingham, D. Gordon Tucker, offered his services and sonar equipment. Tucker took this as an opportunity to test out a sonar transducer prototype, which had a range of 2,600 feet. It was positioned facing the opposite shore so that no moving object would go past undetected. During the next two weeks, multiple objects were identified, but Nessie was not one of them. The big expedition of 1970 was conducted by Roy Mackle, a biologist who taught at the University of Chicago. Mackel had developed a hydrophone assembly and anchored it at around 700 feet in the Urquhart Bay. There was an audio tape secured inside a 44-gallon bucket, and when these tapes were played back, you could hear a series of bird-like chirps. A month or so later, a series of knocks and clicks were also recorded, followed by a turbulent swishing sound, suggesting that the creature was using echolocation and was close by. These audio tracks were played back in an attempt to interact with whatever creature made them in the first place. But unfortunately, there was no success with this. This wouldn't be the last sonar scan. There have been several over the years, with some very interesting sonar images that would be shared in 1972 and 75. But this is where part one of Loch Ness Monster ends. To hear more about these sonar images, along with more sightings, hoaxes, and, of course, all our final thoughts, you'll have to join us next week.
2: Dang, savage cliffhanger. You're a mean lady. I know, I
1: did that on purpose.
0: <laughs> Good job. Um,
1: I'm back crawling for more.
0: So the Dinsdale <laughs> film is interesting. It I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. Uh, I guys. went on a
1: hunt for it, yeah.
0: Uh, is it's that, black like, and... the
3: most popular one <clears throat> that you would see that they would play on, like, the History Channel and shit?
0: Actually, not really. There, There's not a lot of videos of this thing. That's about there. all
3: I've ever honestly seen is just, like, the pictures and the little clips that they've shown, like I said, on on History Channel or Mystery Quest or something.
0: The, the Dinsdale film, there. if I'm talking about the, the right one, kid is a black and white one where it kind of looks like it's an in infrared um where you know white is hot and and black is dark and it's showing a i believe it's a black dot in the water yep um and you can kind of see what looks like it's a it kind of looks like a serpentine tail behind it at parts um and then it cuts uh i believe it cuts right and then you kind of see the tail kind of loop out with it and follow it. Now, to me, that looks more like a fishing troll uh, trawl, right? The fishing net. Yeah, it does. Um, that's just me. Um, so... This was definitely taken from a good distance away.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it does seem to move like a small boat, not like a big charter boat or anything like that but just some maybe someone's like little boat and they're just throwing a uh, one of those long uh trolling nets out there and yeah. that's just what it looks like to me um i've seen the video a couple times of you know dissected it on other projects it's hard and to stuff. find
1: um, i had to go hunting for it
0: yeah it's not a very common thing and it's not something that they really yeah. show on documentaries and stuff i think it's because the the Everyone kind of thinks it's just a little boat with a fishing net. That's what it looks like to me. I, I can see where people look at it and like, that could be the Loch Ness. And I can see where the person, or not the Loch Ness, but, the, 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 but Nessie, right? Uh, but I, And I can see the, the person who took the video, who got excited about it. I believe that this was not something that was set up. Uh, I don't think that this was something that they specifically sent something out, like, in the surgeon's photo. Um, I think this is somebody that saw something, recorded it, did what they're supposed to do, and let the world digest it.
1: So this guy was a... He was kind of at this weird point in his life where he was just kind of exploring around and trying to learn about the lock for his career purposes and whatnot. Um, So he was on his own little miniature expedition to try and find Loch Ness monster for whatever his scientific purpose was. Right. And he ended up getting this four minute film of the monster, the monster Mm -hmm. out on the lock. Um, I had a hard time finding this video and for whatever reason my dumbass didn't save it. Um, but I did send like a forty second clip of what is believed to be a part of this video to the um, chat oh, on caster here.
0: Yeah. Um what was I just I was just gonna say something. It was gonna blow everybody's mind. It was gonna be great. No. I guess I'm not gonna talk about
3: it. <laughs> well
0: I in
2: some way Give credibility to um, people that can film stuff moving through the water that looks relatively big, but it's also takes away from it because of how easily it could be faked. Like, like you got to you got to think about it. Like, I went fishing for trout um, up in Hume Lake a few months ago now, but I had. At one point, I had like 100 yards of line out behind me, and I'm just pulling this, you know, spoon through the water and stuff, just trying to get away from the wake of the boat so it's just moving by itself, not directly behind us. And why couldn't someone do that with a steel cable and something that's long and floppy that can just, you know, serpentine through the water? Or, you know, especially if it's old and it's black and white, you know, and it's just like... It's so easy to conceal, you know, all that stuff underneath the water. So it's like in some ways I'm just like, yeah, I mean, like especially if it's like a far away like from the shore type shot and you can see the movement and stuff and it's like, you know, stuff like that is interesting, but a lot of it has been debunked as like, yeah, that's a uh, whatever you call it, a pod of otters or something like that, whatever you call a group of them, or that's a school of fish or that's, you know, X, Y, and Z, everything except – for a river monster, right? And I don't know. I It's like I, I want to, to give credibility there, but also I, I'm not a fool into saying that every single time I see something like that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's unexplainable. It's like, no, it's very explainable. You know, someone to say, to look at that video and say that, well, that's not a submarine and it's not a boat. It's just like, it's a black spot. Like, (laughs) seriously? It's like, what could you possibly deduce from that to say anything towards what it's not? I mean, I have no idea, you know. It's just like, final thoughts for this episode, just what we've covered I have nothing for or against, you know, Nessie or the Loch Ness Monster at this point. Maybe you blow my mind with something, you know, next week or whatever. But um whether it used to be or it is, you know, I think that in my mind it's a decent case. There's certainly a lot of BS, though. <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, makes it really hard sometimes, like... Uh, like what Jeff was saying, tons of copycats, tons of people that just want their 15 minutes of fame, and especially in a time frame when very little, you know, who's going to hold people accountable, man, there was, I'm sure, a quite a bit of people that would just make stuff up, right? Because nowadays, I mean, every building has a security camera on it. If you were in front of any single store and you're just like... You're like, yeah, I was standing right here and I saw something right there. It's like, cool. When was that? You know, zip back the camera, Greg. Let's see You know, yeah. if we can see something. Oh, nope. Turns out you weren't even standing there. You're a liar. <laughs> you know, it's just like there's everyone's filming something. Everyone's got a recording somewhere.
0: But so, yeah, I don't know. that brings up something. I got a pet peeve, right? hmm. A lot of times now you come up with some kind of footage or something cryptozoological and i hate when people immediately disqualify it say no right and one of the most common disqualifying disqualifying factors right now that i hear come out of i can't believe i'm even saying this but comments on fucking facebook right (gasps) those scumbags one of the first things people will say well he was looking for it so, obviously, it's fake. So, you're saying mm. if you went to go look for the fucking thing and you saw it and you got it on video that everyone would just assume it's fake because you were looking for it? Shut the fuck up. That's dumb. Stupid as fucking thing. Okay? If this guy was out there looking for Loch Ness and he caught it on video, that does not sway my opinion about that video in the least bit. Okay? I can I can go through that video with a f- fine tooth comb and disqualify it for other reasons, mm-hmm. but I will never take away from somebody going out there and trying to get evidence for something. Right? Now what I hate, also another pet peeve, is when just like Jake was saying, people go out there and fake this shit. And that's mm-hmm. when That I mean, so many people now, it it happens so much that this is the reason why people say as soon as they find out that that they're part of a Bigfoot searching group or Loch Ness searching group or whatever, uh, they instantly say, no, it's a fake. Because so many freaking people out there are faking this shit. And they're all part of these groups. Okay. So do me a favor. If you're listening to this. And you're an amateur or professional cryptozoologist. There's no such thing. Um, <laughs> don't go out there and fucking fake shit. Okay? Don't do that. That's not helping anybody anywhere at all. I would rather see one video of something that could possibly be legit. Let me Let me determine whether or not it's a Bigfoot or a bear. Okay? I would rather see one mm. of those than a... An infinite amount of videos, like I see all the time,
1: bunch of red circles,
0: dumb shit.
2: Well, because both of those stances that you put up, um, both of those two things take away from scientific research. One of them says that because that there is some scientific research going on, then it automatically loses credibility because they're searching for it. Which I've heard before, I've seen that before, and that's ridiculous. It's like, yeah, I mean that's why we're that's why we're filming right now we're trying right. to show you that this thing exists like that's very silly um it's a very weird way to go about you know how you qualify things in in your brain if you say that because someone's looking for something that automatically means that they're making it up but it happens and in the same hand yeah i mean it does but and that goes into the same hand of um people faking stuff which you can't deny it's like some of those videos Recently, that like I look at him, I'm like, it'd be cool if it was real, but yeah, that thing's not walking like any Sasquatch has been known to walk with their mid tarsal break and the degree angle of like they're bringing their feet up and all that sort of stuff. But you see these people walking around their costumes and stuff, and it's just like, you know, wow, how convenient that you had your camera on a tripod and then your buddy (laughs) walked across the street in his costume and stuff, even if it's in the woods, right? And it's just like, but then leads people that don't look into this sort of stuff on a regular basis and are just waiting for answers to say, well, then it must be that people only get a video of it if it just happens by happenstance and they just whip out their phone real quick. And that's why you get all the blur and everything like Mm -hmm. that. If someone is actually looking for something, then it's a fake. And you get into this weird loop argument where it's just like, don't discredit people because people that are looking for it are trying to prove that it's real and then people that are looking for it are promoting fakes and it's just loops and loops and loops and loops and so people end up getting all turned around and then they just you know whatever i'm done but yeah i uh, i agree with what you're saying it's um but in this circumstance for me like, the fact that water can conceal quite a bit, and especially if it's a really old video, like, that Patterson-Gamlin Bigfoot film where you can see the muscle structure underneath the the fur and stuff, that's... You're not concealing very much, even with it black and white, even with it grainy, because we have 4K stabilization now on those sorts of things. But that video, that um, uh, one that I just looked up on YouTube, that was crazy, could be anything. Like... <laughs> You know, it could have been big, it could have been small, mm-hmm. it could have been far away, it could have been close up. I have no clue. Right. <laughs> like Because I didn't deduce anything from that. I couldn't even see the shape of a boat, a head, or nothing. Like, the wake behind it, I have no clue. Right? Mm-hmm. Could have been a net, could have been a
0: tail. So I don't know. Uh To kind of just build off of that, it's kind of like a sick, twisted, uh cries wolf. Right? Not, nobody's, I mean, I guess... Bigfoot. Cries Bigfoot, right? Yeah. Or Cries Nessie. Yeah. Um, the simple thing is stop fucking doing it, okay? If you're planning yeah. on this grand fucking stupid video that you want to make so you can get a bunch of likes on fucking YouTube, you got to rethink your life, dude. Or, ma'am, just don't do it. Because that's, for me, that's the quickest way to, to not, to just wipe away any respect that i could have for you as somebody who loves these kind of things don't do it
2: except nessie you hate nessie No, i don't hate nessie i want
0: nessie to be real (laughs) i i want i want i love cryptids i love monsters i love lore mythology i want nessie to be real and i you know you 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 go to it and you look for how it can be real i'm really excited for the next episode because i think uh, I think we're going to have some really good talking points next episode Um, when it comes to our final thoughts. Okay, Jeff, you can talk now.
3: Well, I've already kind of spilled the beans on what my hypothesis is here about Loch Ness Monster, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think Kenzar did a great job so far, so I'm stoked for the next one. Probably won't be here for too many of these cryptid episodes, but, Glad I'm here for this one, so let's go. And I'm glad I knew something that you guys didn't. Win, yeah, Yay. that Crowley
2: lived at Loch Ness. Yeah, dude. What kitty? Oh, kitty cat! My kitty's yelling
3: at me. I know, kitty. <laughs> I'm almost done. Kitties do that.
1: Okay, oh, well, hold my. Yeah, tongue. that's that's the end of part one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, got anything else?
2: I do not. No, that was that was good. You're doing great.
1: So far, so good, Jeremy?
2: Yes. You're doing okay. great. You're doing great. He doesn't have to threaten you with being fired okay. today.
0: <laughs> it, the, Next time. You babe. have one strike for missing out on the Crowley thing because that's that's just something I feel like needs to be talked about when it comes so to lock Ness. That's... But, uh, why it's oh, so? It needs to be talked about. Some it is, some whack job lived at Loch Ness who cares? But, it was on.
1: Can you blame me <laughs> when I don't know anything about the guy and only have ever heard his name here and there?
0: All right. Anyways, I, I blame it's because I think it's it, a, it a point of view me. on the topic that we sh- should explore. Maybe we come back to it someday down in the future. And we'll. Do I got
3: you guys, bro. Well, yeah, why we'll don't talk we about it more in the next into, episode?
0: I, I got some info. Why
2: don't we dig into like the the pagan cults that that roamed that whole area before it became you know scotland and stuff and all the Mm -hmm. all the weird stuff they used to do and witchcraft and all kinds of stuff oh it doesn't matter but it's just an animal
0: yeah but crowley (laughs) there's actually a story with crowley and the existence of loch ness of the loch ness monster is there anything tying paganism to nessie Probably,
3: yeah. I mean, if you believe in
0: that well, kind you, of thing, he, she
2: said it with like all the all the uh,
3: um, was it wall art and stuff. You if you, the, if the you believe in that kind stuff. of thing, if you believe yeah. in ritual magic, you know, and you believe that it can open portals or doorways or manifest or you know whatever term you want to use, right? If you believe that, then yeah, totally could be. I mean, it's relevant for sure because whether you're talking about ancient cultures doing rituals, right? Which some would call ritual magic today, or this guy, you know, a hundred years ago or less than a hundred years ago, I guess, owning a spot, doing ritual magic. I think it's all relevant.
2: Do you believe it can open a portal? Yes. Prove it. Different show. If...
3: That's a different <laughs> show. <laughs> I know a show they they talk about those kinds of things, but it's a different show. Yeah, 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 But I, mean, I want to see a video. But does of it.
0: Jeff? I want to see proof. Does Jeff have the tools to do it? I don't think so. That's yeah. a CGI Can I do it?
2: Thing. No, no. Yeah, I It's don't a practice. CGI type stuff. I don't CJ, anything.
0: not CGI. I yeah, CGI. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> good job, kid. Yep. Good, good job. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm uh very much looking forward <laughs> to the next episode.
3: Yes, Kitty. I know.
2: Kitty's I'm yelling at me, guys. You I, I have to go. It's like. Do you believe in the Titanic? Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> nope, that's a granny
0: picture. It's it's a lie. <laughs> Listen to him cackling over there. All <laughs> oh, right. Geez.
1: Oh, all right, all right. Is okay, that it then? That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. Well, with that. All being said and done now, make sure you check out our website, infiniterabbithole.com, where you can find out or where you can find all of our awesome merch, listen to old episodes and have the option to leave us a voicemail. If you'd really like to get involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group. We also have a Twitter, Instagram and TikTok account, or you can contact us at infiniterabbithole@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thank you so much, travelers, for joining us today. We look forward to having you next week as we continue down this infinite rabbit hole.
0: She said, Bye, bye everybody. Bye. Bye. bye.